Hey everyone, Dave and Jeff. It is February 1st, 2021. Can you believe we made it to February? Well, I've enjoyed telling a lot of people in the last two weeks. They're like, how you doing? I'm like, well, other than Pally trying to murder me, uh, I'm fine. And then I said, but then Pally, Pally tells people that I gave it to him and I say, good. I'll do it again. Uh I'm going to ask you in a second why you're such a fucking tool every day of your life. Okay, go ahead. We'll get, to that. <laughs> we'll get to that in a second. But Dave, we have tragic news to start with tonight, and we have to pour one out. And I don't know what you pour out for a, for a pup that passed away, but you and I got incredibly sad news over the weekend that our beloved Muggsy Rosenberg has passed away. Yeah. Josh Rosenberg is an incredibly close friend of this show uh, with Mike Costa, but Mike doesn't have a forum anymore. So <laughs> let us be the ones to do the eulogy for Muggsy Rosenberg. Uh, I'm trying to think. Rosie told us that Muggs was 15. Now, I'm going to yeah. assume that means he was born in 05. So that's right about the time when we met him. Yeah. We met Rosie when we were at doing the 800 show. And... Uh, and then we got to know him a couple of years later when all of us launched Extra. Remember how much fun Josh had doing that UT show every day at 10 right after us? God, he loved it. <laughs> he did. So those guys were fascinating. He had Zorowski all day talking hunting and fishing. God, he could do it all day long. But the one thing with Rosie that the conversation always circle back to, because you and I are dog guys, yep. was uh, Josh's beloved beagle, Muggsy. And then Rosie and I did afternoons for a while with Mike, and we would always, I just got the biggest kick out of him, right? Because any any guy knows there's always one dog in your life, right? We're all lucky enough to have a bunch of dogs. Dave, you and I were talking about it with Josh the other day about sugar. Yeah. And there are just certain dogs that you have in your life where you're like, that's the one. And... I don't think I was ever in the same room with Muggsy, but I just loved stories about him. A couple of years back, uh, Josh gets married, has a beautiful uh, daughter, but Muggs was still there. Yeah. And then about a year ago, Josh, Mike, and I were at the final Raider game. And of course, I had to bring up the coolest dog that I never met, but I would just see pictures of. And I'd say, hey, what's up with Muggs? He's still there, man. He's I still was afraid kicking. to ask. For years, I was afraid to ask. And we found out over the weekend that Muggs passed away at 15, that Josh had to put him down. Yeah. And boy, oh boy, any of us that have ever done that, it's terrible, uh, no matter who it is, right? If it's the cat, if it's the dog, whatever the case is. But there's even more a certain level of sting to the bite when it's somebody that's impacted you, when it's when you know it's just me and you, and it's that particular animal, uh, and it just it hit me really hard that we lost Mugs the other day, and I just uh, Rosie's doing his podcast, and I'm sure there'll be one at some point where he pays tribute to his buddy, but I just want him to know that we love him and we're thinking about him, and I'm incredibly sad. Because you're a dog guy, I'm a yeah. dog guy, Rosie's one of our brothers, and I just loved hearing stories and seeing pictures of him. But like we said to Rosie the other day, Muggs was able to check out knowing that Josh was in good hands, that his work here was done, 
and that Josh was going to be all right. So to my my pal Muggs, rest easy, buddy. You were the epitome of man's best friend. You know, so you mentioned that, you know, Rosie's a Bay Area guy. Yeah. Com- comes down to San Diego. You know, he becomes yeah. a San Diego State guy. But he's basically by himself down here. Yeah. Him and that dog. Him and Muggs. And it's a time and of his life. He was, and the he NBA League Pass, going home to watch that shitty Warriors team. Yeah. Every night he'd watch that team when they were shit. The fact that Muggsy never jumped off the balcony watching Monte Ellis with Josh Rosenberg is amazing. He made it as far as he did. God, who else were on those <laughs> shitty teams? <laughs> they were shitty as hell. And Josh kept telling us every year good they were going to be. No. They, they, they were weren't going to be good. And, <laughs> until the Wolves fucked up and took Rubio. <laughs> And Johnny Flynn and dropped Steph Curry right in their lap. That's right. It turned it turned everything. Maybe that's what Muggsy said. Hell, you got a dynasty, I'm out. Yeah. And then uh and then I think the Wolves passed down Clay Thompson too. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they passed down both of those guys. But but you're right. Here's here's the deal. Obviously we lost uh the dog that was part of our show that was in this room all the yeah. time. Uh, just, uh, uh, you know, see in the summertime. And so for Rosie, I always was afraid to ask, how's Muggsy doing? Because it yeah. is a special relationship for those two. That's what he had in San Diego. And you mentioned Josh as a brother. I always thought of Josh as like a little brother, you the know, and, and he's just a great guy and his life is going very well right now. But uh, you're right. When we were in a group text and he tells us it was, it sucked. It, yeah. it was terrible. And he's, you know, as we say all the time, you and I love animals, and I know there are a lot of people that listen to the show. Are some people listen? Maybe you don't care, but you and I love. Well, animals. then you need to stop listening. <laughs> when, when I, whenever I see a homeless guy with an yeah. animal, yeah, with a dog, I, two things go through my mind. One is, is that dog eating? Two, yeah. Two is, I always think when that dog gets sick, it must be devastating for the homeless guy because that's right. all he has. That's all that, he has. That's all he has is that dog. And the relationship that they must have of, of, you know, hey, I got you. I got nothing else in this world, but I got yeah. you. And those are always two things that always, always bum me out whenever I see a homeless person with a dog. I always want to give money to the guy to say, buy your dog something to eat. But then, I, you, you know, yeah. you never know they're giving the dog something to eat. I, I don't know how it works. Anyway, to, to not get off of, of Rosie, it was great talking to Rosie the other day as the three of us were going at it this weekend but uh very sad news as, as you said and uh Muggsy was a great dog yeah we just uh for anybody right yeah. and, and again it doesn't matter who it is whether it's a dog it's a cat remember stevie woods went through it yeah about a year ago costa went through it with mac we went through it with sugar i've been through it a couple of different times man going back to bub's garage when we lost opie yeah opie was right. the man and uh, and all those different things just uh, impact us. So I just uh, I wanted to get that in because as as great as life is, there's a comfort when you come home at the end of the day, good, bad, indifferent, and that old familiar face is there. The yeah. the definition of unconditional love, and uh, and like you said, man, for a lot of a lot of time, it was Rosie and Muggs, and and they were perfectly fine with it. So. Uh, yeah, Muggs, we'll miss you, brother. Um, this weekend, how was how was everything? Well, it was fine until I see your bullshit today. Oh, is and this I where got... you're going to ask me why I'm... Uh... Yeah, okay. like, what the fuck? What was I... my bullshit? Which one? Hey, this would be the right time for Manny Machado to apologize. <laughs> and, you know, Dave, let me, let me catch you up, okay? There's a fucking worldwide pandemic going on, okay? Yeah. And a lot of people are in a bad place, yeah. and they don't know if Sleepy Joe's going to send them... The other 1,200 or 1,400, if he can stay awake. Fuck, we don't know what's going on. And nobody needs your snarky little bullshit comments because let me tell you this. 
friend. You couldn't give less of a fuck about Dustin Pedroia. You couldn't. I hate Bust- Dustin Pedroia. I know you I do. hate his guts. And I'm like, this fucking guy. <laughs> when you send that, do you go, hey? Do you just laugh? No, I'd send it, and then I sit there and I just say, all right, I'll look at it in five minutes, see how many people I like, ruin their day. And I, then people get all angry. They I get just, so mad. Why do you get so mad? I just like when they all tell you. And then, I know, and I'm like, fuck you, Dave. There's nothing in your head. How stupid are you? <laughs> How dense are you? Somebody called me dense today. <laughs> and then I sit there and I go, dude, why, why do you get so fucking angry? And if you hate me so much, why do you keep following me? They all do. I don't understand. So why do I follow, follow you? Just stop I following. Need to, I need to stop following you. I thought you, you were going to yell at me about the one I sent out a couple hours ago. where I, I just it. it was just the schedule of Dodger baseball and Sportsnet LA this week. Okay. And on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, they're running the playoff games of the Dodgers you Padres. And I go, man, what are you guys doing Wednesday, you Thursday, mother- Friday? It's you must-see motherfucker. TV. And then I hope your TV falls off the wall and breaks <laughs> in a million pieces. <laughs> no. Yeah, these fucking guys. That's not healthy. No. So it's it, here's the deal. Honest, I, I wrote to Woods on the side while people were screaming at me today. Yeah. And all I said was, I cannot wait for fucking baseball season. And he said, me too. And It'll I be said, fun. This is for me as as a baseball fan and for you too. Oh, yeah. This is a dream scenario. We talk about great sports rivalries all the time. We are right now in the beginning of a real big one that's going to become a nationally uh, basically rivalry that people yeah. are paying attention to. The, you know, I understand Red Sox-Yankees. I'm telling you, this year and for the next three years at least, Dodgers-Padres is going to be a better matchup to watch on Sunday Night Baseball than the Red Sox and Yankees. Um, I'm really interested because I think it's Dodgers-Padres, but what's going to be wild is, uh, we talked about this about a month ago, the Giants are about to clear a ton of yes. fucking money off the books. Yeah. Now, I don't know if they go out and make a deal for Trevor Bauer or if they just wait. Dave... I think in two years they have five million. So, so that's yeah, it. that's what you said. And I know they have Joey Bard and uh, I think the shortstop name is like Luciano, right? I mean, no, that kid that they have coming up that's like yeah. a top ten prospect, yeah. complete, supposed to be a complete stud coming up. Um, you know, they're changing their farm system around a little bit. And, oh, it, was, and, it used to be terrible. Yeah, I and, think it's up to number eight right now. Right, and and they've but they got a ton of money. They got a fan yeah. base. And they're excited about the future. But in two years, they get $5 million on the books. Yep. So you know they're going to be active and going out and getting guys. And then you start looking and go, holy cow. Could you imagine that, right? Yeah. Where, where I think about maybe what the Central's been with Milwaukee and when the Cubs and the Cardinals were all in it, right? Yeah. And you kind of had that three-team mix. I was trying to think. There was a crazy number, by the way, before – they were not a trade. It was the National League Central combined. Yeah. You saw seven that? million. Yeah, seven million dollars was spent this offseason. And I think uh, that might have been on Jock Peterson. Yeah, insane, right? Yeah, and then they go out and get Arenado. But I, I look at the West, and I think it's just going to be absolutely great. Yeah. And I love the fact that the pods. I think the number I heard the other day was thirty-one prospects have been moved, and they still have six of the top hundred. Right? Uh, yeah. I mean, there's still right there. Yeah, you know me. None of that means anything to me. No, but I'm None saying. Yeah, I got it. For, if you want to trade those guys, I got it. But you haven't gutted anything. You have no, guys you, you still in the pipeline. No, you, what I would like to see, obviously, is them develop. I just Show me you can develop these guys. Mackenzie Gore is going into his fifth year in the minor leagues. But he's what, 20? 21. Doesn't matter. Five years in the minors for a guy you're fast-tracking is a long fucking time. Well, not if you got him when he's 17. 
Well, 100%. It is a long time. There's not. Hold on. Let's be honest here. Last year, when they're in the postseason, and mm-hmm. he's just right there down the road at USD. Mm-hmm. I mean, hell, if you ever needed him, you could have Ubered him right over. He's right there. He has control problems. There's something major going on with Mackenzie Gore. You didn't see him. They said that he has the yips. Hopefully, that's not true because that's one of those things going to stay with you through your entire career. But a year ago at this time and a year before, he's the next Clayton Kershaw. And now mm. he's no, not even talked about at all on this 2021 team. You're the same guy. Let me let me. Okay, show you well, show me. The, okay, let, let's ignore what I just said then. Who's the guy before that they developed, that they brought up? No, they, it's definitely been an issue. It's an them. issue, and it's scary yeah. that it's an issue. Yeah, but we'll be fine, okay? okay. <laughs> we, we'll be we, fine. You and Pete Seidler, are you on the payroll? Me, Pete Seidler, and Drunk Flannery. Well, maybe we got that deadbeat Ted who's been bad luck you for 42 years. I think Don Orsillo's good luck. How many rings does he fucking have? Is he our John Wetland? I no. He, is he our uh, John Don, Wetland. He's a bad dude. Is he uh, Don Mattingly? As soon as we unload Ted, yeah, we get yes. Ted out of here? Is that what I, you're... Are you going to stay with that? <laughs> are you going to make that your official statement of the night? <laughs> we'll boy, see. Oh I'll tell you in October. I'll tell you what. I think Goose Gossage was talking about you when he called that guy a greasy <laughs> cocksucker. <laughs> Well, you're so dramatic that you're so worried about the Padres. There's not one fucking person. That's in, not true. You have as much fucking credibility as the Grand Wizard in the old days when the Grand Wizard. Who's the Grand Wizard? He was the guy with the turban and the sunglasses in the WWE. You have as much fucking credibility as Mr. Fuji. Shut up. I'm just saying. I'm really worried about McKenzie Guard. There's be- nobody in this okay. audience that goes, hang on, hang on. How's Taylor Turmel doing? I don't know. Talk to Seattle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we exactly. unloaded his shit. Because he couldn't develop him. We unloaded him. Got our starting 39-year-old catcher. When are you going to fuck up C.J. Abrams? You motherfucker. I hope it's not true. Yeah, I hope it's not true. How'd Jock Peterson work out for you? Okay, that's a great question. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. Be honest with me as a baseball fan. Forget oh, all I'll your hostility you towards me right now. Who would you rather <laughs> oh, have? Who would, you, who would you rather have? Go ahead. I know the question. Would you rather have Jock Peterson or Jerks and Profar? Oh, that's funny. Was that the question you thought I was going to No, gonna I thought you were going to ask me would I rather have Peterson or, or Tommy Pham. No, no, not at all. I was saying- Well, Pham Pe- for, for Peterson's about dollar for dollar. Well, here's the deal. My, my, yeah, my point is if, if you have Pham go against lefties and you have Jock going against the righties, they're both left fielders. Mm-hmm. Peterson can hit you 35 home runs. What did they give Profar? I, I don't, Seven million. Holy shit. Three and years, that's 21 close. million. That's exactly what Peterson got. It's funny, Dave. I don't mind the Profar signing. I'm not huge. I would have. I I might have done Peterson over Fam. Fam has yeah. no arm. I know, but you're kind of stuck with. Uh, you're kind of stuck with Fam. You're right. No, but well, you don't have yeah, to necessarily. You, no, you didn't. You didn't. You could have flipped him. Well, I think a lot of people in San Diego would have been fine. He didn't show what we thought he was going to show. I hope that was a freak thing. I hope so. And um, I mean, I joke around a lot about the whole Pacers thing, but I hope that was a freak thing. Well, he's but, one year. I mean, yeah. if he's a walkaway free agent at the end of this year, and whether or not he figures in it'll be determined in 2021 but i mean look i i maybe my biggest issue is i get a really itchy trigger finger but it's from watching this fucking team for 40 years yeah and i've seen way too many guys i love the idea dave get rid of them a year soon rather than a year too late and it feels like padre baseball has not only gotten rid of too many guys a year late they've signed too many guys a year late yeah that's true so I was ready to move on from Paddock and yeah, circling back to Gore. 
So if Gore was our guy, what a perfect year to put Gore in as your five, right? Or Morhone. Because if you were going to go... Don't you have more faith in Morhone right now? I mean, we, I, mean I don't know. I don't what's know. Go- Nobody knows what's going on at the Gore unless you're in the Padre organization. I don't know because I have a buddy of mine who works in baseball who pitched. Yeah. And I talk to him a lot about it. And, I mean, he's always quick to point out, look, this is just my opinion. I'm not speaking for every scout or everybody. But they just say the entire 2020 season was so fucking weird for pitchers that I think a lot of teams, he feels like, just from talking to friends, uh, are going to clean the slate and just say, you know, it was weird, right? We started, we shut down, we had, we didn't really have uh, minor leagues, we didn't have anything. And I think, Dave, that's one of the biggest concerns right now is as the union and as baseball tries to come to this agreement on the collective, not so much the collective bargaining it's a agreement, mess right now. which is a year away, but trying trying to get this figured out and trying to do what they can to just for pitchers more than anybody get yeah. you back on a regular schedule. You know, Dave, for high school kids or however they are, you got it. They're all creatures of habit, right? You got to get them into some kind of fucking routine to see what they would do. But I would have moved Paddock this year. Because to me, what I saw with Paddock, and I've said this a thousand times, it wasn't anything physical. It's all in his head. And I think, for me, Paddock's a, a head case. And I would have moved him out and seen if you could get anything in return. And then all of a sudden now, right, you're going Snell, Darvish, hopefully Lamette, yeah. Musgrove, and then I'll take my fucking chance on uh, Morhone and yeah. or Gore. What about Weathers? I still think he's pretty young. I mean, he'd been in Class A. He came up, he pitched whatever he did, one inning. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, ideally, you would like to see him go double A, right? Get a full year of double A. I don't know. A. Honestly, I don't I don't know. I mean, I could say anything. I just don't know what the it's Padres just, say. I, honestly, I do not know what's going on with Gore except for the different rumors that we hear. Yeah. And I hope I hope he's right. Honestly, a year ago at the time you and I are talking – we're thinking, I mean, I know we're jumping the gun, and it's, it's a shame to sit there and people go, what are you doing comparing guys to Hall of Famers? But we're saying it would be great to see Gore as Kershaw and Patino as Pedro Martinez. Well, Keith Law had him the other day as, still as his number two prospect in all of baseball behind Wander Franco. Yeah. Still number two. And I, that that's the thing is I don't know how these numbers change. Yeah. Like, here's the deal. Baseball Rand, America Rand, had Rand, him about six. Seven, the- I think. Randy Rosarena is 34. I mean, what the fuck? He's the best well, left fielder in the game right now. Who are we fucking kidding? Yeah, there were some weird things, right? Like Jason Dominguez of the Yankees was way down there. Yeah. It, but again, Dave, I look at it. Edwin look, Rios was like 50-something for the Dodgers. He, he literally was playing in the World Series. But I look at a, I look at a few guys just that are close to home. Number one, I look at Byron Buxton, who was the number one guy in baseball for two years, yep. if not three years. And, I mean – has fought injury problems his entire time up with the Twins. Pretty solid defender. Guy runs like the wind, but fuck, he hits about 230, and he hits eighth. Yep. That's your number one prospect in baseball? You got him hitting eighth? And then the other guy I look at that we've heard all kinds of you know hype about is Joe Adele from the Angels. Yep. And Joe Adele's another fucking guy. Exactly. Killed it, cannot do any more than he's done at AAA. And I get it. Not the biggest sample size. Can't fucking hit major league pitching. Dude, he couldn't catch routine fly balls. Yeah. So he may be a 4A player. I have not bought the extra innings package in a couple of years. Yeah. Uh, I think this year I'll buy it. Are you? 
Yeah, because I'm fascinated by a bunch of guys, right? I do want to see Wander Franco, but I want to see what... You, know, you mentioned Patino, right? Yeah. Uh, Patino is expected to go into the rotation for Tampa, right? I, w- I want to watch Zach Davies pitch for the Cubs because as much as I want to watch Darvish and as much as I want to watch Snell, there's a part of me that wants to watch what she gave up yeah. and and measure guy for guy, night for night. Uh, but, I mean, not but just looking yourself, at a box score. Okay, that's a good question as a fan. Do you find yourself, if Zach Davies is pitching – Whatever, against the, the Cardinals. Are you rooting mm-hmm. against Zach Davies? No. Okay, yeah, me neither. No, no none of those guys. Anybody that left okay, here. Okay, Luke Casey. You rooting for him no. or against him? No, not at all. Luke Casey, uh, um, mind blanking. When Hunter Renfro was on the Rays last year, rooting for him or against him? Oh, for him. Okay. Quantrill, Naylor, the only guy I root against is Hedges. Yeah. <laughs> that asshole. And he ended the Indian season striking out. Yeah. Yeah, with his headband. No, fuck that guy. But um, but you mentioned like Taylor Trammell, right? Or yeah. any, or any of these guys, dude. I'll tell you the other guy I'll cheer against is that other dipshit Mejia. Mejia was a yeah. fucking <laughs> idiot too. Um, like there were just certain guys. But Naylor comes up. No, yeah. I want to see Naylor do well. Yeah. Uh, uh, Quantrill, uh, any of those guys. Uh, Fran Mill Reyes. Nobody cheers yeah. against him. I don't have any issues with any of those guys. That's what I don't understand when fans do that. If they aren't, as soon as they aren't wearing the uniform, they rip the shit out of that but, guy and hate but his But Dave, I, I absolutely had hit the wall. I, I could take Fran Mill out of it. But with all those guys that we just mentioned, right? Yeah. Zach Davies was here for a year. Fuck, man. As a fan, you get sick of waiting for Cal Quantrill and Eric Lauer and Josh Naylor yeah. and Hedges and Mejia to hit their stride. No. <laughs> Just go. Just go. And and not that Austin Nola's Carlton Fisk, but you, no. there's just a different vibe about some of these guys that have come in, yeah, right? I, I do I do like Nola. I don't know what to expect, but anything's better than Hedges. Nola, you just feel like he's a professional. Yeah. And I want to watch the, the kid that they got, the catcher from the Cubs, where the first thing you look at is you go, all right, we'll use the everyday catcher for uh, Darvish. Yeah. I like it. It gets there, right? Yeah. Reminds me of when Doug Marabelli came here. Yeah, Victor that, Caratini. Yeah. Yeah. But then all of a sudden you look and you see that he's a master at framing pitches. You go, all right, well, let me watch him. Because that's what they talked about with Hedges. Yep, but Hedges did. couldn't hit. And Caratini at least can hit. Yeah. That's hit. true. So no, I think the other thing too, Dave, is why I don't mind any of those guys going out. I think one of the things, in my opinion, to go from a playoff team to a championship team is sometimes you need to change the culture. You got to get some guys out of there that may not be satisfied with just being a a one series winning team. And now all of a sudden you go out and get a couple of guys like Snell and Darvish that have pitched in big stages, yeah. right? And you go, all right. And now Musgrove comes in. You'll have a little piss and vinegar to him. Yeah, nothing wrong with that at all. By the way, they did today on uh, MLB Network, top 10 second baseman and currently in Major League Baseball. Mm. Cronenworth was number six. Really? Which is very good. Very good. Paul, do you hear that? Who didn't even put him in his everyday lineup? He's number six. That that fucking guy. (laughs) I I tell you what. I'm sorry to say it, but did you say he was a false positive? I'm guessing he was a false positive because that's what he said. That's what he said. Well, what does he know? He doesn't know shit. Where did he go? He works with Woods. Well, then I apologize to Paul. Because at some point, it was going to have a trickle-down effect on him. 
If we talked to Paul three years ago, he would have been much cl- more clear-headed. He's got PTSD. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Paul. I'm sorry, You're still family. Paul. I'm sorry. I didn't think that out. I didn't think out my comments. Oh, my gosh. That is that is funny. All right. So uh, let me ask you real quick as we, we talk Padres for a second. When you look at the team, you sound mm-hmm. really satisfied about this team. The only question you have is who's your number five starter, which is not a big no, deal. No, who's Normally, the closer? Oh, is that where your, your, oh, your big hun- question yeah, is? Yeah, big time. Who's coming in at the end? Okay, so you got a bunch of guys that throw about 100. You know, I, I got it, Dave, but it's it's that mindset. You have to have Would that. Would you be okay if it was Pomerantz? Nah. Or do you like Pomerantz for the situation that's. Yeah, like him where he was. Where, wherever you need to get an out and bring yeah. him in at any time, he's the guy. Yeah, I like him there. Um, Remember, I, a guy that did not play last year, Trey Wingeter. Yeah, but he's coming back from Tommy Johnson. He is. Injury, right? They say a lot of times you come back throwing even harder than you were before. I got it, but maybe you look at him more for 22. All right, let me throw a couple guys at you then for that role. All right. You tell me who you like, okay? I already threw Winger at you. What about Pierce Johnson? Uh, No. Okay, Javi Guerra. Uh, no. Uh, Baez? No. Uh, Pagan? Uh, I mean, I, I get it. You saved 20. In Tampa, right? And he yeah. bounced back a little bit. But uh, I, I guess... I mean, those it, are your hard throwers. Kind of the no, ones I got you. I'm just saying those are the ones but that you are But you and I sat in here and watched Pagan get smacked around yeah, a few nights, right? And sure did. And then uh, he'd come right back out the next night, ready to go, and then get smacked around again. Yeah. He kind of he looked like Jerry Quarry to me a few nights. <laughs> just fucking Randall Tex Cobb out there, Dave. It's a punching bag. So that's your big thing going into spring training is who's your closer, who's your number five. Yeah. Which is really not a lot of questions for most baseball teams. That's pretty damn good. Pretty good. Pretty damn good. Yeah, I mean, uh, um, you know, getting pro far to come in for the bench gives you a little bit of versatility. And also, if it depends who your second baseman is, you're going to have versatility from either Kim or Cronenworth. Yeah, good with that, too. Um, see what happens with the universal DH. See what happens with the roster size, right? Yes. Because and then it gets question. interesting. You and I, are, as I said, we have the TV on uh, MLB Network. We were just watching. So some of the things they're talking about, pushing the basically the start of the season back to April. Yeah. Which as a sports fan, and obviously saying May. They were, all the way to May now. Yeah, by one month. Oh, my God. Um, well, I thought they start in March, so they were saying one month would be April. But anyway, either way, pushing it back. Okay. Yeah. So for us, we're always doing the countdown to around Valentine's Day. They're pitchers and catchers. You're doing the whole Got thing. It. You're all excited. All of a sudden, you push that back. It's not like anyone's going to not make it. You're going to make it. Just as a sports fan, as a baseball fan, you can't wait. You're counting down the days, especially coming off of 2020. We want to see our guys in uniform. So when you look at that, you look at the 154-game season that's being proposed. I like that. Okay. You're looking at um, 14 teams make the playoffs, which I like. Yeah. Okay. You're looking at the DH. The baseball players have turned all this down. It's so weird. Which you go, I don't understand the angle. And the angle yeah. to the players is, well, the owners are making a shitload of money in the postseason, and it's not right. But what it does as a baseball fan and for the sport, it makes the sport uh, much more enjoyable for you if you have a team yeah. that has a chance of getting in the postseason. You're hanging around. You aren't immediately jumping to the NFL with both eyes. You're keeping at least one eye on your baseball team. Can you make it? Well, the thing that I like about it is, and I, I thought Ben and Steve were pretty good about it today, is it gives you a chance to put people back in the seats. Yes. 
I agree. And what was the one thing that you heard, not only from the Padres, but you heard it from the Dodgers, and you heard it from a bunch of players last year, right? Oh, man, this was really fun, but it would have been better to have fans in the yeah. seat. So if you push everything back to May, and now all of a sudden uh, we're getting a chance to get people in there, even yep. at 25 30% capacity, <clears throat> and we have the opportunity to maybe get the vaccine and a lot of – there's a lot of good things about it. And I, I think the other thing that I like, Dave, is uh, that it gives them a better chance, even for a month, that uh, for, to avoid the possibility of shutdowns. Yeah. Right? And, and not a lot going on. Figure it out how we're going to do it. And then, I mean, if you turn them on in May... It's three months from now, and we always do, right? You always look backwards and you go, well, November, whatever. I mean, it feels like a long time away, but it'll move quick. That time will move quick. And if they come back at 154, I like that. I, after what we saw last year with the expanded playoffs, sometimes it feels like you're diluting it, but I loved it last year. I yeah, it was fun. I know people would freak out if athletes, professional athletes, guys in great shape, got the sh were one of the groups that got the shots first. You know, essential mm. workers. Sure. But as sports fans, we want to see our our guys play. So you look at you know three percent of the population has had the shot so far. Yeah. OJ Simpson got it. That oh day. well, that's good. <laughs> and people are the like, wrong what? shot. Yeah. People are like, what the fuck? OJ yeah. got the shot. Yeah, so it, it, but it's one of those is as again we're talking to an audience of sports fans. Yeah. that would go. Yeah, I want my my team getting the shot. So my guys, yeah. so Tatis or Machado or anyone else isn't missing games. Can you imagine what the families have to think watching OJ get that shot? Oh yeah, Fred Goldman's like, give me that needle. <laughs> He's like, I'll put gasoline in that needle right there. <laughs> God damn! It. I mean, I'm not even joking. Oh my gosh! If, from for the families that uh, you never. Uh, but that's a whole different thing. Yeah, I mean, Dave, there's so much confusion right now with the vaccine. I was out tonight to dinner with a friend of mine who works for the school district. Yeah. And I, I said, uh, do you get the vaccine? She goes, holy shit. She goes, I can't get a call. But the people that do attendance, they've already been through it twice. She goes, nobody's in the school. Why are they fucking getting it twice? I mean, we just got to find some rhyme and reason to getting these things put out right like just goddamn go bring it bring it around and and just line people up like we do the flu shot right what do you saw what happened at dodger stadium this week oh that was awful Where you have all those people waiting in line just to get awful. the shot and then it, they were blocked well i was downtown i'm trying to think of when this was i was downtown during the day i can't even think of what particular day it was must have been like a Saturday. And shit, around 13th, I was on market, going east on market, and there was this huge backup on 13th. And I go, what the fuck is this? Like, is there an accident? And my son goes, no, Dad, that's for the uh, the vaccine lot. David came way up. Wow. And What's longer, the vaccine lot or the, the drive through for In-N-Out? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> uh, there's there's an in and out uh, not far from a house that I know where the line is. If you go at night, yeah, it's about thirty cars. Yeah, it's like is, that over here. No, but I'm saying yeah. 
you go to the one out by Parkway Plaza, it's about 100 cars. Yeah. So there's certain ones where you go to, and uh, you go, yeah, I can fucking wait that out. <laughs> I can wait that out. But, but the one not far. You know, it's funny. If you do like a Grubhub or one of those you were talking last week, they won't yeah. in and out's off the schedule. They won't do in and out. Really? Yeah, the line's too long. It costs them money. Yeah. Oh. Now, when you go to in and out Yeah. It, it's fucking crazy, dude. Those guys are burger, fry, Coke, and shakes. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. No chicken nuggets, right? There's no wings. There's no cluck sandwich. They don't do any of that shit. Like, listen, asshole. Do you want a single because you're a big bitch? <laughs> or do you want a double-double? And then, you know, four by four, all these maniacs doing all that shit. It doesn't matter. Don't tell me you don't want cheese on that burger. You're fucking getting cheese on that burger. When you go there, what's your order? My order is uh, two double doubles. Two? Yeah, two. I'll go two, and then I'll go uh, fries and go with a uh, uh, Coke. But I'll go one of the double doubles. I'll go protein style so I don't feel so bad. <laughs> so know? that's wrapped in the lettuce? Wrapped in the lettuce. Which you pretty can't, good, Which man. you can't eat in the car. You got to get it home. You can't yeah, eat you one can't, of them. No. You might. I mean, you have better luck eating a tostada. In a guy <laughs> in the car, <laughs> right? It's all over you. But yeah, are you no, an onion guy in that burger? Yeah, everything. Throw all that shit on there. Are you grilled or are you just going raw onion? I'm uh, I'm grilling it. I go on. Yeah. yeah, no, it's the same same order every fucking time for you. You doing animal style on anything? Nah, I don't get crazy. I yeah, don't do any I, of that. No, I don't. I, and I, I've had it that way. It's fine. It's great. But no, I'm I'm 100 percent fine. I'm telling you. And you got to eat the fries right away because man, when they're cold, they suck. No, Dave, you know the move. <laughs> This is why I'm here to help. Wait, you gonna say throw it in the microwave? What? No, fuck. 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 Not from Spring Valley. What's the matter with you? Uh dude, for me, you go double double, no onion. I don't want any of that fucking onion on there. Because even if you go grilled onions, they put about nine pounds of onion. It's like, hey, relax back there, okay? <laughs> but you get the fries well done. Oh. Tell them fries well done. It's Unbelievable. <laughs> there God. But like we go to Habit. Habit's really good. I'm not a smash burger guy, but Habit's really good. My I took my sons for lunch yesterday and we went over there and uh my son Cade was like, Man, I might like the habit better than In and Out. No way. You smack him? No, <laughs> I didn't smack him like Vic Morrow. <laughs> I go, look, it's really good here. But I go, I Pretty shaky. You better you better watch it. <laughs> you better watch it. In but and out never disappoints. It's always good. In and out always yeah. delivers. Yeah, they do. But I said to my son, "What if he worked there?" And you, hey, this is the funny thing, and we love this. I pointed this out to my sons, and next time you're in that uh, drive-through line, yeah, hopefully you can time it around the time when uh, a kid's working to work the afternoon shift. Yeah. Watch how much that guy gets yelled at because people think he's trying to cut the line. Hey, fuck you. Hey, man, what? I'm just trying to get to work. And now he's got to take that left and cut through the line to just park and go in and fucking make $9 an hour. Nobody will let him in. And my son and I laugh all the time because we've seen it like three times and now they laugh every time because I'm like, look at this dumb fuck. He'll just sit there with his turn signal on and we're like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> we're not letting you in front of us. 
the other day I went to Chick-fil-A over here. Oh, and I haven't been to Chick-fil-A in a while, but so it was it was like the in and out line. It was crazy. But they have three lines of cars next to each other, but it's only one one entrance in. You understand? Yeah, I got you. So they stand out and they they take your order like they do it in and out in the parking lot. And yeah. they say to me, All right, you see that white car three lanes over? You're going to get behind that guy. I go, well, good fucking luck. How am I going to yeah, do that? How am I going to do that? This isn't the Daytona 500. Yeah. And nobody's moving. And they go, oh, work out. Trust us. We know what we're doing. I go up another 30 feet. Another person stops me. Don't forget, you're behind that white car right there. And I go, okay, I'm still three lanes yeah. away. How am I going to do that? You'll see. So now it comes down to the three lanes going into, into one lane. Okay. And the one car, one car jumps me. Okay. And so they bring the food to me on a tray. And I go, hey. Your fucking plan didn't work. You see that fucking asshole in front of me jump me? Dipshit. And she goes, what? And I go, yeah, that fucking asshole right there just jumped me. She goes, well, you got your food first. I go, you fucking let him know when you walk by his window. He doesn't know how to play by the rules. Well, it's great that I got my food. I got to sit here for this asshole to wait for his 19 fucking, right, lemonades. His pink lemonades because he's another bitch. See, Jeff just did exactly what I did. And then I realized after she's gone, shit, this is Chick-fil-A. They don't cuss here. Oh, and, shit. <laughs> and I was dropping f bombs and asshole yeah. all over the place. Yeah, yeah, a- unbelievable. All right, I got it. He's not taking the escalator up, is he? No. Wink, wink. <laughs> so I was thinking about you the other day. I went okay. in. I went into Lowe's and I had to buy a chain. <laughs> okay. What kind of chain? I had to buy a chain to to hold the the batting cage, uh, the turtle. To the fence because every time oh, yeah. I go out, somebody pushes my goddamn turtle onto the field and ruins my grass. Damn. So I had to chain it. So I go and I get the chain and I'm thinking, okay, what the fuck would Jeff say? Yeah, right here. And so I asked the guy, hey, let me ask you a quick question. Is this chain heavy enough to sink a 220 pound male in the ocean? <laughs> and he, dude, his mouth drops open, Jeff. There's no laugh. <laughs> and he's just looking at me and I go, do you think I need two or like a bowling ball would work with it? And man, he is frozen. And then I was like, dude, I'm fucking with you. Yeah. Dude, still. At, you and I told him I was fucking with him. Dude, he he, he was frozen. I'd and be so great if you just got arrested. That's what I'm like, and we're like, we can't do a show tonight. <laughs> I'm like, this guy, I guarantee, followed me up to the front. Yeah. And said, did that guy pay with a credit card? What's his fucking name? I think he's going to kill somebody. Bullshit. He called his mom and said, I'm not working here anymore. <laughs> I am not going down. I'm not an accomplice. I have a friend who did the funniest thing ever. She... Uh, People have lost their sense of humor in the COVID world. So this friend of mine, she's on vacation all week. Yeah. So she tells me, she doesn't listen to this podcast, so it's good. <laughs> so she she lives out in East County. She's got a house, but okay. she lives by herself. So she said, uh, man, this is going to be great. I'm going to spend all week doing uh, yard work. I'm going to work around the house. Okay. Sends me a text at about 11, and it's a picture of a drink. Rum and Coke. Okay. All right, I'm going to do some yard work today. I go, God damn it. She's talking about firing up the weed whacker. I'm like, that's a way you lose nine fucking toes is that <laughs> you're out there doing drinks. Sends me a text, and she's like, what the hell is the matter with guys? She goes, how come guys have no sense of humor anymore? I go, what do you mean? She goes, I sent my ex, who I think she fired like six months ago. Okay. And I don't know how much they talk. But she sends him a text. She goes, hey. If you come over and do all my yard work, there's some oral gratification in it for you. And the guy writes back, oh, yeah? She goes, yeah. Do the yard, take a shower, and then you can go down on me. (laughs) You and I laugh, right? Yes. 
She go, I go, holy fuck. And she goes, he fucking ghosted me. He didn't even think that was funny. She's like, I wasn't. She goes, I was just fucking around. I'm out in the yard having a drink. I thought it to myself, it made yeah. myself laugh. She goes, I knew you would laugh. So she goes, I just think. And yeah, she goes, great. yeah. She goes, the fucking guy. I'm just kidding around. And she goes, he. So I text her back like three hours later. I go, do you ever say anything? Nope. <laughs> She goes, shit, when he thought he was getting laid, he was ready to run over here, not even drive. She goes, is that a funny line? I go, that's a goddamn great line. It is. I go, you shouldn't be single any longer. <laughs> not for me, but for somebody else. But yeah, I go, goddamn, that really bothers me that he didn't see the humor in that. Oh, my gosh. That's funny shit. All right, so, I, all right, good for her. I got two baseball things for you and Let a football thing as we move on. All right, Fernando Tatis Jr. Huge. Love okay, it. Okay, he's on MLB The Show. So when you look at Fernando Tatis Jr., that's national, okay? Mm -hmm. He does a BMW commercial, which is national, mm -hmm. and he does a Gatorade commercial national. I don't know what anything else he, he might do that's not national, but either way, that's that's huge. Not only for Major League Baseball, but for Fernando Tatis Jr. Sure. The only negative in this whole thing, and it could be major if you're a Padre fan, is that, hey, when it comes time to negotiate that contract, you're talking with possibly the biggest star in the game, how much money do you have to give them? Uh, I think, Dave, I get it. I think it's a fair concern. I don't know that the money for MLB The Show is quite the amount of money that you're getting for Gatorade or BMW, yep. but I get it. It's a fantastic thing. I heard Vaskersian today, um, who I love, on Darren's show, and he said, well, you know, they're trying to forecast for who the, the star element is. Because Darren said, how do they determine who's on the cover? Dude. These fucking guys are all in San Diego. Anybody oh, yeah. who's San Diego and a baseball fan, there's no fucking way you don't geek out about it. And really, right now, when you look around the game, who else would you put on? That's a great question. He's the guy, right? Like, who else are you going to you gonna put Real Muto on there? No. That's your guy? You're going to put no. Trevor Bauer? And as good as Juan Soto is, it's, you don't look sure. at Juan for defense. Sure. But, I mean, you know, you've had Bryce Harper, right? Joe Maurer, they talked about a couple of... Uh, Javi Baez last year. To me, man, you look at it, and Tatis is a no-brainer. It's awesome and very cool. But it's a San Diego. The game's made here. It's been made in San Diego forever. I guarantee you those fucking guys have been jonesing for 20 years to have a Padre that they could put yeah. on. And Tatis is the man. But, Dave, I think, I think if we looked at this... During the John Moore's era, absolutely during the Jeff Morad era. And I won't, I won't say during the Ron thing because I don't think that's fair to Ron. Um, I think you look at it and you go, man, he's getting a lot. Yeah, his star's rising. He continues to be electrifying. I, I don't think, I, I, don't, I don't worry about that with this ownership group I, and this management group. I really don't. I don't think they're fucking around. I think these guys look at it. I think they absolutely know. I mean, Dave, they paid $30 million to get him when he was 17. Yeah. And they wrote a check for him. That's a big fucking investment for a kid that was a high school kid at that time. And they've watched him every... They know what they have. No, and, no. Everybody knows what they have. No, but I, I mean, when you look at it, we've talked about it here. With the finances and the way things are going to change and, and a lot of guys coming off the books... And payroll at about 150, right? He's going to be another 30, 35 million dollar oh, player. Oh, I think he's more than that. I think he, by the time he, if if he waits it out, he could be the first 50 million dollar player. Yeah, but I mean, 
games are going to change and and they're going to thing with baseball you they're never going to show you the books no they never show you the books you don't, I and mean, you're seeing certain teams like as we saw with the Rockies and the Indians where they where they say look there's not going to be a gate so we're losing money we're just going to start getting rid of guys i'm no. not saying the Padres get rid of them i'm just saying at some point he's going to have to be paid whether that's yeah. the Padres or another team i think you're looking at a record-setting contract, like a Mike Trout deal that's bigger than Mike Trout. I think they're 100% ready for it. I, I hope really so. Yeah, it would think, suck. It would definitely suck. Yeah, no, they, they haven't given you any He education. has a lot of fuck you money, though. A fuck you, I don't need it. I have the money. I think he likes it here. I think he likes the organization. I think they've done a lot to remind him. And I think, unlike Trout, uh, you can look at what they have done to surround Tatis with star players and impact players. Uh, everybody from Machado to Clevenger to Darvish to Snell, like they've been pretty active to make that a good team around him. So no, I, w- I wouldn't worry about that. And I really do. I love the way that they have structured the money because the money is going to become really, really good. And a lot of money is going to come off the books, which is going to reward Tatis. So no, I'm not worried about that at all. I it's just, one of those you want to see the deal done sooner than later because uh, the longer it goes, you start wondering, will he wait till free agency? Well, no, I don't. I don't think you have any concern about that. I think I I wouldn't be shocked if you see something before opening day. I think you, if I was his agent, I'd say you're crazy to sign right no, now. No, you're fucking I'd crazy. Say you're nuts. You, you hey, listen, asshole. You're either going to sign it or we're going to punch you in your fucking <laughs> face and you sign it. I don't know. A lot of money, man. A lot of money. And Speak- you've seen and you've seen shit happen in the game where guys get hurt. Yep. Right? I I mean, let's flip it over to the NFL. What if uh what if your agent there was Jared Goff's agent and said, Hang on, my guy's a stud and he's a super bowl quarterback. And then all of a sudden Goff kind of falls off, right? I mean, I I think Which is exactly what happened. Yeah. You take that money. If it's fair money and it's getting you taken care of in a game, especially as physical as he plays the game, I think if they make a legit square offer that he looks at, I think he signs it. Question is, how long a deal do you sign, right? Yeah, Six-year deal, nine-year deal? That's the question. Do you try and get paid twice? You know what I mean? Yeah, I would think. You know, Remember Mike Trout did that. He got paid twice. Yeah, I would think that's the way to go. I I think that's the way to go for both teams, right? Uh, Or both sides. I think for Tatis, it's a great way to go. And I think for the pods, it's a great way to go. Again, what you want is you want to lock them up before you're competing with the Yankees, Dodgers, Red Sox, anyone else that's known for having a shitload of money. Yeah. Um, Question for you. The Nolan Arenado trade. Mm -hmm. What went through your mind when you saw that? Loved it. Get him out of there. Oh, you love the part that he's gone. Gone. I agree with that, too. Killed. But Kill. as far as the game goes, it's terrible for the game. I mean, you just you just ruined a franchise. You got rid of your franchise's best player by far. You got nothing in return. Yeah, nothing. And you spent fifty million back. It was the, one of those craziest trades. It's Good. a bad, it's a bad baseball fan trade. I mean, I'm not a Rockies fan. Trust me, I'm glad to see Arenado out. I was glad yep. to see Goldschmidt out. Yeah. But when you look and see what the Rockies did, you go, "What the fuck are you doing?" Fuck the Rockies, Dave. Do you understand? <laughs> Matt Holiday never touched home plate. I'm not going to fucking cry a tear for them. Eh. He ended up on the cards, yeah. too. You know, Dave, who I blame on that deal, I blame the fucking ownership. Yeah. I blame the ownership because, to me, what it came down to was 
there was a conflict of personality between your fucking GM and your star player, and you sided with the GM. I'd have been like, hey, asshole, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Because they're playing. We'll bring Dave Stewart back. (laughs) We'll bring anybody back, right? We can get guys to do that. We can get guys to do your job. I can pay Theo, right? I could pay Theo $5 million and make him part owner of the team or $10 million or whatever, and this town will go crazy in your name. Nobody will know your name, dickhead. Get the fuck out of here. I blame ownership on that. How do you, how do you justify that to Bud Black or to anybody else? Anybody. Every time that fucking GM walks into Buddy's office, what the fuck do you want? Well, you think Buddy Trump's what the fuck? Do you yeah. Want? Well, we're sorry to see him go. Are you? Are you? I think he. I think Nolan leaves here hoping you get the fucking clap. He doesn't hope <laughs> I get the clap. I I thought it was great. I've never. I laughed and laughed and laughed. How do you not end up getting even one of their top five prospects? It was. It was. And the you paid, didn't you pay fifteen time. million to get him you, off the books? Fifty. $50 million 50. you gave the cards. God. Yeah, it's really bizarre. I mean, it's yeah. one of those where, remember when David Stern jumped in and said, the Chris Paul trade of the Lakers yeah. isn't fucking happening? That was one of yeah. those trades you think, maybe the office jumps in and goes, this trade's not happening. Um, But the thing is, why I do like it for baseball is I, by him going there, to me it's a it's a pretty good scenario. Let Arenado go there. We didn't need him going to the Yankees, right? And no. I, I know they got Geo, and they didn't, they didn't feel like he needed him. But you get what I'm saying. Send him to the Cardinals. He's um, in a marquee franchise, right? He's going to be featured. It's a chance for him to play. Going to be involved in a lot of good games. And I don't think an argument can be made where people would look around and go, well, the rich got richer, right? Now... No. Now, a team that, again, circling back, maybe a little surprised a team like the Giants doesn't jump in. I understand they don't want to trade inside their division. I mean, they made it clear well, that's true. that the Dodgers were out. And I don't know if the Giants even pursued them. I but, get it. But that, they, that they, makes made, sense. they made it clear he wasn't going but, inside the division. But maybe even if you're the Giants, you look at that and go, I don't know how much tread's left on the tire, right? He's not an old guy. He's 29. Yeah. And how many years left on that deal? Fuck, he is nine. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I, I get it. The universal DH yeah. is coming, and that's going to help, right? Yeah, he's won a gold glove every single year. It's been in the league eight years. He's eight gold gloves. Uh, I don't know about last year, but that's fine. <laughs> no, I mean, Machado was Machado pretty, was outstanding. I have nothing. I, I said I to mean, you last week, Machado's the best third baseman in baseball. And I like Arenado. I don't have yeah. but. Arenado did not have a good year last year. He had a bad shoulder as his excuse. Yeah. He was injured. But he, he did not have a good year. But I just think I find it almost fascinating that the Diamondbacks got rid of their best player in yeah. Goldschmidt, and yeah. the Rockies got rid of their best player in Arenado, both to the Cardinals. Yeah. And if you're looking at this division, you're thinking the Dodgers and Padres are both going to win over 100 games. Yeah. You know? I mean, you got to think, well, what are you expecting from the Giants, Diamondbacks, and Rockies? Fucking Boy, nothing. I, I just – I wonder from a front office standpoint how you sell that to ownership, right? We're getting yeah. $200 million off the books or whatever – I mean, the financing was so weird at the end. I don't know what they ultimately They said it was the most confusing trade in baseball history. Yeah, because of buyouts and and. I think they added a year onto his contract. Yeah, 
weird, weird stuff, but it's it's official tonight. Man, I'm I'm thrilled he's out of the West. Yeah. B- bullshit to any of these things. Well, you know what? Uh, I like the fact that when I bought tickets, I could go out and watch the best in the game. And now I feel cheated. No, you don't. You just feel like a dick. <laughs> um, anybody who says that, get him the fuck out of here and fuck the Rockies. Fuck Matt Holiday. All right, last one for you, NFL-wise. Matt Stafford to the Rams. How about that? I, see, I like the deal. I've been arguing with people nonstop who some like it, some don't like it. Number one, Jared Goff wasn't going to do anything. Jared Goff, I didn't realize, has like 40 turnovers in the last two years. Yeah, a lot. He keeps, keeps fumbling and throwing interceptions. Yep. And they said that uh, that McVay went to Lesney, the GM, and the GM called the owner and said, this is the ceiling. We've hit the ceiling with this guy. He can't, he's not going to be any better than he is right now, and he couldn't win a Super Bowl. we got to make a move. And right now, Aaron Donald's 30 years old. Jalen Ramsey's getting older. And if we're going to make a run for that one-year window of opportunity, whatever that is, or two-year window, we have to do it right now. Couple. So, interesting to see they made a run at Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Pac said no. He's not going anywhere. For me, Dave, the only thing that I look at, and I, I don't have feelings about the Rams one way or the other, I do like Matt Stafford. Watched him enough, so I get it, right, that that you need somebody to come in here and kind of sling it a little bit. Yeah. And I, I think I think Stafford coming here is cool. The one thing is, is we saw what happened when Bobby Beathard started flipping number one picks yeah. like crazy. Now, I, I read Sam Farmer or Gary Klein, one of the guys in the L.A. Times yesterday, wrote, well, Hall of Fame GMs hit on about 50% of their number one picks. And if you feel like you hit on Jalen Ramsey because you flipped him for a couple and you feel like you hit on Stafford because you hit, flipped him for a couple, right, you hit on Aaron Donald, he's one of your guys, I mean, I looked at this graph the other day that made its way around social media and uh, it was talking like, oh, well, this is all the Rams have done. Skipped right over Gurley. Fucking Gurley was pretty impressive before he got injured. One MVP. But I I just, I look at, if that was my team, I would be incredibly concerned about all those number one picks. That's seven years in a row. The Rams will not have a number one pick. Damn, man. The last number one pick the Rams had was Jared Goff. Jared Goff, right? Yeah. Now, are you, do you have access to Twitter right yeah. there? Um, yeah. I can can pull you pull it up. it up on your phone or on there? Yeah. What I'm gonna, I was going to bring this in tonight, and then I left my phone in the car. Do me a favor on Twitter. You can look up a, a guy's account, right? Yeah. I want you to look up a buddy of mine. His name is R.J. Clifford. R.J. Clifford. C-L-I-F-F-O-R-D. RJ put a tweet out tonight. He's a Raider fan like we are. And he put a he put a unbelievable table out. Dave, you'll see he's got a graph. And he talks about Raiders dead money. Okay? Yeah. If you click on that, you will see how the Raiders are set up going into next year. How many guys the Raiders could get rid of such as Marcus Mariota and others, and if they got rid of these guys, there would be no no cap hit, right? Yeah. No dead cap, but it would save them. Mariota by himself saves them eleven million dollars. Wow! Did you find the Did you find yeah, the graphic at it right now? Look at some of those guys, Dave. When you look to the right, even Derek Carr, 
If you were to cut Derek Carr moving forward, it would cost you two million dead, right? Yep. Two million dead. Two million five hundred thousand. Yeah. And but how much are your cap savings? Uh, nineteen million six hundred and twenty-five thousand. Okay, and then look at some of those guys going down. Where you look at it in the zeros, right? Yep. And then look to the right. Who uh, like Tyrell Williams? I think. Um. Isn't he one of them? Hold on. So, well, Darren Waller's not getting cut, but he Richie Incognito. Yeah, if you got rid of Incognito. Um. Sorry, five million six hundred thousand. But uh, you save how much? That's how much you save. Zero. You, yeah. You cut them zero. Then but, you have. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, if you look at what the Raiders have, Dave, they have so many guys that if you cut yeah. them, that would save you ten million, if not more, in cap space. Oh, yeah. Right. Easy. Yeah. That's what the team that I'm looking at right now. And you go, what do the Raiders do moving forward? They got to do something. Right, fans are going to be in that building this year in Vegas. They have been a huge disappointment in the Gruden era. Yeah, they're going to have a ton of fucking money off the books. Gruden's talking today about getting uh, Odell Beckham Jr. So they they want to try and make pull off a trade to get him. Wow. But yeah, they have uh, you know Mike Mayock. He and he admitted he 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 blew the draft last year. Yeah, he, he said it. I mean Henry Ruggs wasn't very good. Uh, Arnett wasn't good. Arnett was terrible. But they, they blew first-round picks all over the place. They got to do something. But yeah. I, I look at that team like that to me, right? Because I'm looking at the Rams, and you go, you give up Goff, you get Stafford, but, man, you are really handcuffed moving forward. Yeah. And I couldn't give less of a shit about the Chargers. Chargers are always going to be who they are. But all of a sudden, I start thinking, well, what about the Raiders? How are the Raiders moving forward? Uh, the three teams that we look at in Southern California, you're looking at that right there. They could again be easily 80 to 90 million under the cap. Yeah. And I think they have all their draft picks. What do they say that the Saints are going to lose Breeze, but they're going to be 100 million over the cap? Like the Saints are unbelievable. Deep shit. The Saints right? are your next franchise to eat shit. Yeah. Man. You know, complete mess. Yeah. I don't know. Got to get figured out. Then one other quick thing. Have yeah. you seen uh, the amount of progress on how quickly Qualcomm Stadium is yeah. coming apart? People are posting it like crazy. Wild, right? Yeah. When you see those pictures, when you look at that, do you, anything no, impact I told, it? It does not bother me at all. Really? Yeah, not at all. I know a lot of people feel that way. And look, when I was there covering baseball, it was more fun than football. Yep. But, man, I keep thinking in my mind, no one won a championship here. We've had so many heartbreaks inside the yeah. stadium. I'm ready for something new. Did you see any concerts there? Did you ever see a concert No, I there? didn't. Never saw a concert. Isn't that funny? Yeah, never did. Yeah. Old school, man. I just, uh, I think it's funny. Like, I saw Hank posting pictures of yeah. it. I, I can only imagine. I can understand. That was his place of work. Yeah. Forever. Yeah. I mean, not only as a player and as a coach, but as a broadcaster going in there. But, yeah, it's just strange when you go by there. And you see all the blue is ripped out, and it's yeah. just a. But it's pretty remember, wild how quickly that thing's coming down. Remember Don Shula used to, and Dan Marino too, used to always complain that the one end zone went down. You oh, know, right. We can't complete our fucking passes because the end zone's dropping. <laughs> Dan's overthrowing everybody. God, it might have. <laughs> it did go down. He wasn't it, lying. No, but he used to bring it up. Always made me laugh. What are they gonna find under that soil? They start digging all that shit up, man. Like a couple mo motocross guys. No, oh, God, I hope not. <laughs> hey, yeah, I wanted to mention Dan Williams. Dan Williams is your guy to help you get out of debt right now again. Not only is it February 1st, if you haven't called Dan, as we told you to do in 2021, you've made a huge mistake. A lot of people right now are starting to get notices, too, about taxes. 
Dan Williams is your guy you need to talk to. Figure out your financial situation. Get out of debt. Get out of the rental market. If you're one of those people, and the majority of the people in San Diego are renting, which is shocking, get out of the rental market. Make sure you can buy your first home. Dan can help walk you through the process. 858-688-6813. 858-688-6813. Goddamn, Jason Miramontes killed me today on Twitter. Because he was talking about something, and Dan chimed in and said, what were you doing? He goes, well, I was learning about Borrow Smart, Repay Smart. I'm listening to this show. Goddamn Dave's being obnoxious. <laughs> um, and I like that a lot. I'll get to Dan in a second, but I have to give a FU of the day. And the FU of the day goes to USC Credit Union, which these are the guys that a couple years ago, Help me out with my car loan, right? Yeah. So I mentioned like five weeks ago, however long it's been, I was really happy. I went debt-free, paid off my car, started there and paid off a couple other things. Well, I've been waiting in the mail for my fucking title to show up. Where's the pink slip, right? Because in the next two months, I'm getting a new car. You aren't going to start racing for pinks? I'm not going to race for pinks. So I call USC Credit Union today and I go, hey, fuck's up. Where's my title? This fucking guy, he was a nice kid. He's just working customer care. He goes, oh, you know what? Yeah, I can see there was a payoff, but he goes, there was some money that was left over and that was holding up the account. I go, yeah, how much? tell me the number because I knew exactly what it was. was it three bucks? What was it? Eight fucking cents, Dave. <laughs> Eight cents. And I said to the guy, I go, look, man. I, I thank you for helping me out. My issue is not with you at all. But I go, are you out of your fucking mind? Like, are you fuckers out of your mind? I go, my car got paid off 18 months ahead of schedule, and they were going to fuck me over for eight cents. So I go, you know what I'll do? I'll just go on a podcast tonight and tell everybody, <laughs> avoid the fuck out of USC Credit Union. There you go, dumb fucks. The guy, and the guy was like, hey. I go, and I thanked him. I said, I absolutely know you have nothing to do with it. But I go, I'm right, right? It's fucking obnoxious. He just started laughing. Goes, That's pretty bad. <laughs> I go, don't worry. They always tell you it's a recorded call. Nobody's taping this shit. <laughs> Fuck them. I go, anybody recording this call, they could call me. I'll kick them right in their fucking head. Punch them right in their fucking mouth. And he's all laughing. I go, all right. You stay safe over there. Wear a mask. Now... I was able to pay my car off because I did what Dan told me to do. Borrow smart, repay smart. Dave mentioned it. Time to get out of the rental market into the home, uh, homeowner world. 858-688-6813. Brian Curry is the guy you want to call to find that perfect home. I tell you what, a lot of people right now have figured out this real estate market and are really excited about 2021. If you don't understand what's going on in the real estate market, you should call Brian. Pick his brain a little bit. Let him get an idea of what's going on. Hopefully, you know what he knows. But most importantly, he's going to be great at selling your house and finding you the house of your dreams, whether you're looking for a bigger home, a smaller home, if the school neighborhood is important to you. Again, call Brian Curry. Brian Curry, we trust him. And I know everybody knows a real estate guy, but he is the best in the business. Really good dude. 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588. So funny, Dave, about... uh... Five months ago, my sons and I were goofing around. It was their birthday, and I was talking to them, you know, about the stock market. And I said, you know, we'll do. We'll invest a hundred dollars a guy. What are some of your favorite things? So they said Disney, right? They all like Apple. They said, you know what? Let's put fifty bucks in the GameStop. I said, you know what? We'll do it. We sold that stock. We now have nine hundred thousand dollars. 
We couldn't be more excited. We're going to take all that money that we got from our game stocks, and we're going to move to Coronado. Nice. Going to buy a house right over there by North Island. Um, back in Coronado over the weekend. I'll tell you the other place where we were over the weekend. God, no wonder I need a new car. I mean, every point. We're up in Temecula. We had to go up to Temecula. Again? Run, yeah, we had to run a couple errands. And... Uh, and you go, I mean, now you'd have to work, right? You would have to work in Oceanside or Escondido, somewhere up north. If you were down here in East Lake, it wouldn't make any sense. But that that is so nice up there. Yeah, I have a friend just bought a home there. Yeah. Temecula is really underrated. And so if that's somewhere where, and shit, the other thing is with all of us working from home, um, drive around and and spent the day up there and i was like god damn if you guys didn't live in la mesa because i could work from home i was like shit i think about coming up here so yeah no matter where the neighborhood is uh brian's gonna help you find the place and find a place where you check in where you pull in every night you put the key in the door you go man this is great the guy who's gonna make that dream happen is brian curry absolutely when you buy that home, don't forget about that pool you're going to need in the backyard. Taylor Bay Pools, Alan Taylor, he's the best going right now. More than 20 years, Alan Taylor has been making these perfect pools for you. In your backyard, you make your backyard a staycation. New construction, commercial, residential. He'll also, if you have a pool that just isn't working right, pool resurfacing, tile insulation, you name it. He'll get it up and going the way you want it. Again, Alan Taylor, Taylor May Pools, 619 619-449-449. Four four five two. A little bit of rain tonight, but the weather, you can already kind of feel the change, right? Yeah. And it's the 1st of February, but boy, before you know it, we're going to be turning the, the calendar and it's going to be springtime and then summer will be here. And everybody you talk to or any, and not so much that you talk to, you don't talk to anybody about the weather, but if you're listening to That's anybody. That's one of those things you do outside of California. Yeah. Like when you lived in Minnesota. Yeah, Tennessee. all the time. So it's a conversation starter. How Can't, about this weather? I'm like, what? <laughs> Shut up. You go out and you know, check your rain gauge. Call those numbers in to Joe Lazura. Let him know. Yeah, nobody here is talking, but we know that in the spring and the summer things are gonna warm up. You gotta think it's gonna be a lot of the same, that we're not gonna be doing a whole lot of traveling or getting out. So why not do what Dave said? Have that perfect staycation. Boy, we got a gorgeous new website, DaveAndJeffShow.com. Sponsor page is going to take you to Dan Williams' page. It's going to take you to Brian Curry's page. And then it's going to take you to Al Taylor's page. And if you do not think uh, we are telling the truth when we talk about some of the insanely cool pools that have been built, uh, go look for yourself. And then you can publicly apologize to us because <laughs> you're going to say, you know what, Dave and Jeff, you were right. But you know what I want you to do before you apologize? I want you to make that call to TaylorMade Pools so your house is the next one featured on our website. Absolutely. Kyle Fluger is the guy that did our website. Again, he can do yours as well. If you're looking to fix your website or start a brand new one, don't forget, Kyle Fluger is as good as anybody. I'm telling you right now, his number is one that people have been calling like crazy, which we're very happy about. But you want to get onto a schedule as soon as you can. 619 500 6621-619-500-6621. Man, I could not be more excited about the new look of our website. And I, I would say for any of you, if you are not happy with your website, guess what? If you don't like it, you know who hates it? Your customers. Yep. That's it. Simple. You go, eh, I don't know. Customers like, fuck, this <laughs> is shit. This is bullshit. 
And uh, you don't want people to feel that way. Kyle has done an unbelievable job. And look, I think we're all friends. We can all be honest here. Dave and I aren't the two brightest guys, but nobody would know that by looking at our website. They look at that and go, you know what? Those are a couple of learned doctors, <laughs> but we're not. We just have a website that makes you think it. Call Kyle, and he can get people thinking the same thing. I like it. like it a lot. All right, here we go. We're going, uh, how old are they and how much are they worth? We're going January 27th. Well, they have three of them. First one you're going to like a lot, though. It's Ronda Rousey. Oh, you know what? I like her a lot. She was very cool. We thought she'd come back last night. Fun night watching the Royal Rumble with my son. She didn't come back. I have got to think about that. Ronda Rousey, crazy, man, to think that's 10 years. I'm going to say she's 35. 34. Shit. How much did she make between endorsement, WWE, UFC? Let's say she's, uh, Dave, I'm going to say she's $30 million. $12 million. Oh, I think she's more than that. I I'm just telling you. That's what I found. Yeah. Keep in mind. The UFC does not no. report. Oh, I think you said they don't pay well. No, they do not report correct numbers to avoid confusion with other fighters. Really? They, yeah, they don't. They, they'll they take care of their stars, and I, I would guess that Ronda was well taken care of. She was the number one attraction in the UFC for a long, long time. But they they may say, oh, she made 500000 for the fight. And then she makes XYZ for pay-per-view money. And and I guarantee you she made good money from the WWE, too. So uh, uh, she might not be $30 million, but from endorsements and everything else, movies? Yeah. Dude, She yeah, I think she's higher than that. All right, here we go. We're going with, um, we're going with Harry Styles. Harry Styles. He's dating Olivia Wilde right now. I had to look it up. That's what I was doing. I know. Poor Jason Sudeikis. Did you watch Ted Lasso on Apple TV? No, I didn't. Great fucking show. Do you have Apple TV? No, I do not. It's like five bucks a month. You'd like it. I'm sure I would. I've got so many goddamn things I've been watching. I don't, well, I'm, what, I'm, else? what else do you watch? You know what? Okay. You know what I watched today? This is kind of crazy. Is okay. I watched uh, on MLB Network, and I thought I knew everything about Jackie Robinson. They did a two-part thing on Jackie oh, Robinson. Oh, I'd like that. Okay. It was really good. Each part's two and a half hours long with commercials. You just fast forward through it. But some of the stuff was amazing because the you know, when you think of California, you think of progressive and, yeah. and ahead and, and the LA Times. They showed a clip from the LA Times when he was at UCLA playing football. Okay. And the guy wrote in the LA Times, Jackie Robinson runs the football like he stole a watermelon and he's running from the, from the guy who he stole it from who had a shotgun. And I'm like, holy fuck! This is the L.A. Times, and he's going, "This is a compliment. what year? This was uh, this was in the late 30s, I think, early 40s, early 40s. Yeah, we'd have to think, right? Yeah, it was crazy. God, and man. then and then he when he w he was at Pasadena um, City College, yeah. before he went to UCLA, and Stanford offered him money if he wouldn't play against Stanford, meaning wow. so, so go to any school but Stanford. We're going to pay you off. And he said, fuck it, I'm going to UCLA. You're going to see me a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And then his, his daughter ended up going to, uh, to, or his son ended up going to Stanford. But anyway, I, I couldn't believe it. The LA Times wrote that shit in there. Jesus all, the, all that. Christ. Every racial thing you could possibly think of was in that article. Terrible, man. It was crazy. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, if you have a chance to watch the whole Jackie Robinson story, is yeah. is out outstanding. It is very, very good. And there's so many things in there. You know the famous 
uh, story about Pee Wee Reese, you know, yeah. coming over, putting his arm sure. around him. Rachel I just watched 42 about a month ago. Rachel Robinson said, bullshit, never happened. Really? Never happened. And then they had guys who said it never happened. It was never in any newspaper, in black newspapers or white newspapers, for him to run all the way from shortstop or across to first. They go, it never fucking happened. And wow. she said there's statues of it all over the country. And she said she submitted a picture she showed where Jackie's scoring and he's given a, a five to Pee Wee Reese and they're holding hands. And she goes, this is the statue I wanted, a oh. black hand and a white hand. And she said, nobody would listen to me. Nobody would do it. Damn. And they, but that story about Pee Wee Reese putting his arm around him in Cincinnati was yeah, all bullshit. Yeah, they put it in the movie. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And the line where he said, hey, Jackie, you will all wear 42 tomorrow. They can't tell who we, who we are. Yeah. He wasn't even the one that said it. So it's all. <laughs> but she, she talks about it. It's wow. it fascinating. Rachel Robinson's still yeah, alive, 98 cool. years old. She's freaking cool. Yeah. All right. Harry Styles, uh, 32. 27. 27. Olivia Wilde's 36, by the way. Nothing wrong with that. I'm sorry for Jason. She's been deck. with a lot of guys that we know. Yeah. Te- Ryan, Ryan Gosling she was with. She was with Justin Timberlake. Wow. Ted Lasso's a good show. Uh, I'm going to say Harry Styles is worth $80 million. Exactly right. Wow. How the fuck you get that? Oh, fuck. All right. I don't know. Here we go. Rick James. Rick James. Dude, I was at a party in L.A. with my dad and my brother. Yeah. It was after the Lennox Lewis-Klitschko fight at Staples Center. We, we found ourselves at this party up in the hills. Unbelievable house. I think... Lewis was supposed to show up there, but he ended up getting kind of beat up in that fight. He didn't come in. Rick James was at that party, and he sat in the backyard in like um, like a pool chair. Yeah. But, you know, like the, the stand-up ones like this, not like the ones where you stretch your legs out. Yeah. Sat there with sunglasses on all night, just kind of staring off into the it was pitch blackout. We yeah. just looked at him down from a balcony. Fucking slick Rick didn't move all night. <laughs> Uh, Rick James would have been 67. 73. No kidding. 73. He lived 10 million? $35 million. Good job. Yeah, $35 million for Rick James. Dude, Rick James was cool Here's the shit. surprise thing for me on Rick James. Maybe you knew yep. the answer to this. What famous celebrity did Rick James, uh, who was he with for a couple of years? Oh. Do, do you know? I thought maybe you would know right off the top of your head. Oh, hang on. I'm going to say Mariah Carey. No, no, no. Linda Blair. Wow. He even got her pregnant. No shit. Yeah. And then she went and got an abortion. He was really upset by it. Would you date Linda Blair today, knowing that she dated Slick Rick? No, not because of Slick Rick, because her head fucking does a 360. I would oh, not, I, I know. Not, I, I think I'd date Linda Blair. Blair today. Would you throw her one? Yes. Uh, Yes. Absolutely. She's a fucking American icon. All right. Here we go. Five random questions. All okay. Right? Okay. The first one's my favorite. How did we end up doing the 27th instead of doing February 1st? Just wondering. Oh, yeah. Maybe it was February 1st. And it was February 1st. I just didn't fucking uh, okay, change the date fine. up here. I'm glad you said that. I caught it. I don't know what yeah. date it was. I'm glad you said that. It was February 1st. All right. Here we go. <laughs> Sorry right. about that. Five random questions. The first one's my favorite. Okay. You got to think about it. For This one's going to make you think, I think. Okay. Would you rather marry a 10, but she can't speak a word of English, or marry a girl who's a, a Michigan six. <laughs> the 10. Fuck, I dated a Russian girl that could barely speak English. The hottest girl ever. Fuck yeah, I did that again in a second. The fuck is a Michigan six? Just figure, Kid Rock? I figure Dan Williams would know. I figure Dan will hear the show and go, fuck you guys. 
What's this Michigan six? What the hell is that? Give me the ten. Because <laughs> I'm trying to think in my head. I don't think of hot chicks from Michigan. So if this is a Michigan ten, she's probably a six in San Diego. So if she's a Michigan six, she's a two in San Diego. Oh God! Right? <laughs> right? But she's probably got cold beer in the fridge. See, I'm as shallow as you are. I'm going yeah. with the ten that can't yes. speak a word of English. Oh, for sure. That's what that bobbles for, or babble, or Rosetta Stone. God, this would be great. We'll learn together. <laughs> yeah, that was easy. All right, what's the longest you've ever gone in between showers? Oh, I like that too. Um. Oh man, I I would say the longest is probably. 36 hours. The only time when I could think it would be long. Oh, no. I could tell you. Oh, bullshit. I could tell you exactly when. I haven't said a word. What are you yelling bullshit for? Yeah. Shit, Dave. <laughs> uh, it was probably. How long was my fucking leg jacked up when after I had ACL surgery? That had to be six oh, yeah. weeks. I was in a full on fucking leg thing. Oh, yeah. fuck. So you'd have to. And then I broke my left ankle on my right foot. Fucking Baltimore. I couldn't do shit then either. What makes me crazy is when, like, if you get, I got my hair cut on Saturday. God, God bless all the no kidding hair people that are back. And uh, I hate when they tell you, hey, you should wash your hair every other day. Because that feeling, if you wash your hair on Monday, and then the way your hair feels, like, Tuesday at about 3 o'clock in the afternoon, it's the worst. Yeah, no way. Um, so yeah, when I had my ACL fucked up, oh dude, it had to be weeks. Yeah. You couldn't get in the shower, but on a normal day, I, I can't do that. My kids, I feel like they're 13. I feel like they go about four months. <laughs> there are days when I'm like, my God. Uh, but I, I need to, even when I was in quarantine, I yeah. was every day, every yeah. morning. Yeah. So you and I, again, we, we were very lucky on that. I was talking to someone today that got it. And they told me they couldn't even make it from the bed to like the bathroom. Like they oh, were, they were so sick. Yeah. And I was saying, man, I, I go the shower thing, man. It, it's yeah. Th- th- I've heard the same thing you just said about washing the hair. Dude, I'm, of course I'm washing my hair every day, all the time. What are you yeah. fucking insane? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not putting my dirty head on a pillow either. Yeah, gross. That's right? uh, that's gross. All right, here we go. S- see if uh, see if something comes to your mind. What's your favorite moment in American history? Oh. My favorite moment in American history. I like that a lot. Um, I couldn't think of one right away. It's funny that I was like, I'm going to stump him. Uh, I've got one. I can remember this. When I was a kid, uh, it was funny. We were just talking about that. When I was a kid, I had broken my foot because my brother was a dick. My final... Uh, winter vacation in Minneapolis. I I told this story. Watching a force of one, Chuck Norris, and then my brother came in, threw a snowball at me. I went to give him a side kick, savat kick, and I broke my foot. But the day that I got my cast off was the day that Reagan got sworn into office and was the same day that the hostages got released. Oh, yeah. And I remember my mom came to pick me up at school and we were driving to downtown Minneapolis to get my cast off and all the buildings had the yellow ribbons up. Yep, remember that. Yeah. And I remember the Super Bowl had the big yellow ribbon around the Superdome. Yeah. 
But I remember that day. I remember that day, Reagan getting sworn in and knowing that all those dudes were coming home because I was, I was really fucking young. But I just remember thinking, like, wow, this is pretty cool, right? Yeah. The shit, I didn't know anything about politics or what was going on, but you just saw Khomeini and, and the gas lines and all that shit that was going on. And, dude, I had to be, fuck, I think I was younger than my sons are now. Yeah. And my mom's a single mom, right, and, and all that different shit. I just remember how exciting it was at that time. And then along with that, I remember getting really, really fucked up at the crazy borough in Carlsbad on December 31st, 1999. And we were all just waiting for everything to fucking crash at midnight. And nothing crashed. No. So we just said, yay, and had more fucking shots. <laughs> you have one that you look at? You know, I, I don't know. The only one I can think of when you look at the history books and pictures is how excited this country was when World War II ended. Mm. Yeah, but you we know? weren't around. No, no, no. I just said favorite moment in American history. I didn't say you had to be alive. Yeah. What would have yeah. been really great is if you could go, hey, i tell you one. Knowing where we had gone as a country the day Barack Obama got sworn in as president. The problem was that was the day Clear Channel fucked all of us and 2,000 of us got fired that day. And uh, I had just bought a house. Yeah. And my sons were about uh, 16 months old. So sorry, Barack. Sorry, okay? That wasn't a great day. My fucking, I got kicked right in my little nuts that day. What's your least favorite moment in American history? Oh, no doubt about it. 9-11. 9-11 was awful. That was just, I mean, look, 9-11 was terrible. Uh, a bunch of these that I saw from my living in La Costa, right? Because we were doing that night show. Man, just sitting there in the afternoon and watching everything unfold at Columbine. Yeah. Uh, and that day, I mean, Santana High School, all those. But 9-11 in that morning, just sitting there because I love New York City so much and and had been in in the trade centers and had been there and had done those things and loved it, man. Just loved it. And just that, uh, that feeling of helplessness, just watching and, and then seeing the film later on of the airplanes going in and, and finding out a couple of guys, Ace Bailey, longtime King Scout was yep. on one of those. For me, man, that was just freaking awful. For you? Um, that farce we call Thanksgiving when we gave uh, blankets of smallpox to the Native Americans. Probably my least favorite moment. Yeah, that was a bad day, too. I don't know whose <laughs> idea that was. I didn't like it. 9-11. Being alive for it, easily, it's 9-11. Yeah. That, that's, that's the worst one. That's the one that stays with us. Um on a scale of, okay, last one. On a scale of 1 to 10, how excited are you for the Super Bowl? Oh, I like that. Um, I like it a lot, man. I like it a lot. I think it'll be interesting to see. They're bringing some people in, right? My yeah, son, My son loves the weekend, so he's fired up for halftime. Uh, we're going to go. They say the weekend doesn't take showers, by the way. Really? They say it's dirty. No wonder my son Jack likes him. <laughs> My son Jack struggles with understanding how deodorant works. It's great. You have to tell him both arms? Both arms. How about uh, Dave, I'd start with the left. Work my way up. Fuck. I'll take one at this point. God damn. It's just that sour smell. Like, fuck, man. What are you doing here, kid? He goes right in with the windows down back from Temecula after throwing the football. I just said, I go, I don't, I go, I think you'd be fine in the trunk. I have a big trunk. 
Got a couple of blankets back there. You just lay down and stretch out. Um, uh, Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I love it. I, I'm not going to lie. Fuck all of you. I'm cheering for Brady. Yeah. I want Brady to nothing. I like Pat Mahomes. Fine. I want Brady to get seven. I think it's the ultimate fuck you to Belichick, and I like Belichick fine too, but I like it because I think it'll make Robert Kraft fucking nuts. Yeah. And Robert Kraft did what the guys in Colorado did. He fucking sided with Belichick, and he loved Tom Brady. That's his guy. He was. And he fucking caved. He let Belichick push him around, and Kraft should have told him, you know what, Bill? You run every bit of this fucking operation, but guess what? I write the checks. You fucking idiot. Stop cutting the sleeves off my hoodies. God, I hate that. And I don't ask for shit. I sit here. I write the checks. I stay out of the way. But this is the only thing that I want as the owner. I fucking love that Tom Brady's the quarterback of this team. And I don't care what it does to the salary cap or anything else. I don't care, Bill. I'll stay the fuck out of the way forever. As long as Tom Brady's the quarterback of my team. Yeah. Did you see Matt Stafford said, trade me anywhere but New England? Yeah. Because of <laughs> Patricia? I don't know. If it's Patricia, he doesn't think they have a chance to win in the next two years uh, his contract. Gets. Everybody out of Detroit said that was really, absolutely because of... Oh, I haven't read well, anything. They said hated each other. Stafford hated Patricia. Oh, wow. But I, I look at that and I go, I want Brady to win. Because Robert Kraft is... Fuck! <laughs> Jimmy Kimmel said Robert Kraft will be spending Sunday... Going to a massage parlor to get a sad inning. <laughs> I didn't do that. I, I, didn't, I didn't feel like we had I just a, found it fascinating. He went and got jerked off before the AFC Championship game. Hey, fuck, man. A little stress relief. <laughs> um, who are you cheering for? I mean, we'll talk about more. on. I love I, Mahomes. I don't have any. I told you it goes with Brady for me because a couple reasons. One is I have a friend that's a huge Brady fan. But two is I hate the Chiefs. I hate the fucking Chiefs. Yeah. And Mahomes is great. The storyline is outstanding that you have – the greatest quarterback and player of all time yeah. going against right now the greatest quarterback player right yeah. now. I mean, yeah. it's you know someone made the comment it was like it's like Michael Jordan playing against Wilt Chamberlain. You know, yeah. it's like yeah, you, you like don't that. get these matchups. This is one of these matchups, and it's yeah. a huge deal. They've, I know they faced each other before, but this is the Super Bowl. It's it's fantastic, and then the fact that it's in Tampa is wild. Even cool. It has never happened in fifty five years that the team hosts in the Super Bowl gets to play the Super Bowl in their home stadium. Um, I don't get what people's acts is to grind with Brady. They're jealous. Yeah, if you, if right. you hate Brady, you're just jealous of Brady. I mean, I get if you hate Belichick, right? Yeah. He, he's not always the most likable guy. Uh, I guess I get if you hate the Patriots based on success. But I don't know what Brady's ever done. No. I, and I'm not a huge Brady fan. I'm not running around. But for me, what I said to my sons over the weekend is, I go, dude, we're looking at a guy potentially on Sunday that could win his seventh Super Bowl. Insane. And I go, I've seen everyone that he's won. I was there in and look, the one that was bullshit was the one against the Giants because that would have put a ring on Junior's finger. Yeah, that sucked. That would and, and they, they would have gone down to the greatest team of all time. Right. Fuck the seventy two Dolphins. We would have been done with those assholes. And it it would have been absolutely great. But I don't I don't have any axe to grind at all with Brady. And so when people are like, oh, I hate Brady, it's so weird to me. It's just a jealousy thing. That's because it. I I don't know. Are yeah. we ever going to see another we'll guy? We'll never see a guy like playing ten. This, this is our Babe Ruth. This yes. is the guy. Yeah, or Jordan. Yeah. This yeah, is, like you said, it's yeah. our is. Well, uh, Jordan. People might argue that someone so might be better. 
There's no argument now. If you're yeah. arguing that Brady's not the greatest football player of all time, and it's just dumb. There's not an argument in this one. But but he Brady is Gretzky to me in the yeah. NFL compared to what Gretzky was to the NHL. I love the story that I read the other day in the in the New York Post that said his I think it was his agent uh, called him and said, "Hey, I'm flying to Green Bay for this for the game." Do you think Jack will come with me? And Jack is Tom Brady's son with Bridget Moynihan, the actress from Blue Bloods. And it went into this whole thing about how tough it was on Giselle because they had been dating for just two months when she found out that Bridget Moynihan was pregnant. And she was like, do I get rid of him? Do I get this is so weird and I feel like I'm a villain. And she said, "I." they said, uh, Giselle and Bridget Moynihan have an insanely great friendship. Uh, Brady said, shit, they talk more than we do. And the son, Jack, is loved by his mother and by his stepmother and his father. And, and Tom Brady said uh, it was the coolest part of it cool. that, that Jack was there. And at the end, even with um, you know COVID, he had said to the security guards, can I go see my son? And they said, yeah, you can go see your son. And he was able to go up and share that moment yep. with the, who I think his, I think that his Jack is about 13 like my yeah. son is. And uh, I don't, I don't get it, man. I just, I don't get, I look at that and I go, you know, Jordan was one of those guys. Kobe was one of those guys, right? I get it, Dave, in baseball, if you wanted to hate Bonds for who he was. But to me, it's a little bit like hating Ken Griffey Jr. And Ken Griffey Jr. obviously didn't have the World Series wins. But I, I don't I don't understand that. I'm not a Patriots fan. I'm not a Bucks fan. But if I have the chance to go, dude, yeah, I want to watch this fucker win every chance, and I want to watch it with my sons, so that when they get older, they can go, oh man, your grandfather and I watched Brady win no six shit. and seven, and that was pretty exciting. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. All right, so we're back on a Wednesday. Correct. We'll see you then. Okay, good deal. We'll be back on Wednesday, everybody.
Thank you.